Now, the practical application of this, first of all, the purpose. I believe we can see from what we just looked at, those two instances, that the practical purpose of the gift of the word of wisdom is to enable the believer to handle both spiritual and practical matters of life by use of supernatural wisdom. James chapter 1 and verse 5 tells us that if we lack wisdom, we are to ask for it and that God will give it to us liberally. Now, as a young pastor, I relied heavily on that when I first entered the ministry. I still do. I found myself faced with situations which I had no training in Bible college for and certainly had no experience of. And every ounce of wisdom that I could come up with still wasn't enough. And I would have to go to God and ask God for help. I remember one instance. I've used this before. I'll use it again. I told some of you personally, and I've told you even from the pulpit, about the instance of where when God led us to Nebraska to pioneer a church there. And I, as it were, told God, I'm here, but I don't have to like it. I'll, I'll be here, and I'll do what I'm supposed to do. I'll go through the motions but I don't have to enjoy being here. I did that for five months. Till one day I received a word of wisdom. You might call it a word of chastisement. To me it was wisdom. God said to me, Jim, you say that if this work fails, it won't be your fault because you come and you did your thing. Is that right? I said, yeah, basically that's right. He said, Jim, have I ever failed? I said, no. He said, if the work fails, then whose fault will it be? I said, I see what you're trying to say. Now we'll get down to business. We'll do some work for you now. We'll get on with the program. And God straightened me out with a word of wisdom. When I first came to your church here at Westview Assembly, I'll be honest with you, my first impression was, and now let me back up and tell you why it was this, okay? The last church that I see, some of you smiling because you've heard this before. The last church I came from had a tremendous uh, financial problem. And I labored through that for three years, working full-time and many times 12 and 14 hours a day, sometimes three jobs at one time while trying to pastor whenever I could fit it in. I said, when I finally just broke beneath that load, I quit the church. I, I left it, although it had gotten itself in good shape. I was broke. <laughs> I said, Lord, I ain't never going to do that again. Don't you ever bring me another church that has a financial problem. Amen. That's what I said. Well, you know how the Lord is. He doesn't answer those kind of questions. So for about three months, I was content to do nothing but work my secular job and go to church on Sunday. Then one Sunday in a church, God did something very special in my life. And it wasn't too long after that until I found out about Westview Assembly looking for a pastor. So I came and I came and I looked this situation over and I said, God, I told you, didn't I? Told you not to do this to me. I was never going to do this again. And before I ever met you people, I had made up my mind. I am not going to pastor this church. I'm here, and I'll preach, and I'll go back to my job. Hallelujah. And we'll wait for another one. Now, I'm just laying it out to you honest tonight, okay? I was sitting right here. Some of you might remember it. And I believe Rob Worley was leading the worship service that morning. The Holy Spirit began to deal with me. And he said, uh, Jim, what did you say that you were looking for are not looking for. I said, uh, Lord, I told you I did not want any more to do with churches that had any financial problems and that from now on I was just going to look at people. Wasn't going to look at anything else. Just look at people. Because you see, I had made a mistake in that last church. I hadn't looked at people. But I hung it out. I stayed in there. And he said, Jim, have you looked at this people? And it dawned on me that I hadn't even met you people. I hadn't looked at you. I hadn't really considered you. 
And he said, Jim, you said you was going to look at people. Look at this people. Look at what I'm doing here. Can you see the vision that these people have? Look around you, Jim. And he began to call to my mind certain facts about this church that I had just pretty well swept under the rug. Like, for example, one pastor for the entire 18 years of its history, coming all the way from a home Bible study to this in 18 years. The move of God that I had heard about from other people in East Tennessee that had not yet touched Greenville. And he said, Jim, I'm going to do something here with or without you. I want you in it, but if you don't want to be in it, I'll do it anyway. And I broke and I wept that morning, and as you recall, I could barely preach. And I had to repent and get my act together before the whole congregation and listen to what God had to say. And the word to me, those were words of wisdom that I did not possess, that I did not consider, that I wasn't even thinking of or interested in. And sometimes, friends, God does just that. When you are headed in a direction and he can't turn you around and you come into a church service and somebody stands up and gives a message from God and hits you right square between the eyes, your wife hasn't been talking to anybody. It comes straight from God. And it has come to make you a better person. Not always to correct you, but many times to give you instruction so that you might know what is the correct way to go. The word of wisdom.